Derek Carr and the New Orleans Saints defensive line are going to be the most important elements of Sunday's game against the Tennessee Titans. And if they can't get it right, the Saints can't get a win. We got all of that and a little bit of land yet for you on today's episode of Locked on Saints. You are Locked on Saints, your daily New Orleans Saints podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. What is good, Houdat Nation and Houdat family? Welcome in to another episode of Locked on Saints, your daily podcast covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Saints, part of Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks so much, as always, to all you everydayers out there making Locked on Saints your first listen of the day every day. Don't forget, you can always subscribe and follow for free on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts so you never miss the latest episodes. And if you want to keep the conversation going one-on-one with me, take part in our exclusive film studies, Q&As, early access, inside information, and much more, you can become a Locked on Saints insider by heading over to joinsubtext.com slash Locked on Saints to join a community I would love for you to be a part of. As always, I'm your host, Ross Jackson, at Ross Jackson Nola, on your favorite social media, your New Orleans Saints expert, credential member of the media, senior writer and reporter over at Saints News Network, Sports Illustrated, Span Nation site, covering the New Orleans Saints, also find me every Tuesday on the Locked on NFL podcast and here with you every single Monday through Friday and then some on Locked on Saints. Today's episode of Locked on Saints is brought to you by our friends at Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and is enter the promo code Locked on NFL for $20 off of your first purchase. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. On today's episode of Locked on Saints, we're going to be taking a look at why a hot start would be helpful for the New Orleans Saints. We're also going to break down a little bit of those 2023 Tennessee Titans, a little bit of a get to know before we start breaking down how everything's going to go for this game. But the first thing I want to look at today is what the game deciding factors are for the New Orleans Saints going up against the Tennessee Titans. And for me, There's one on offense and one on defense. The biggest game deciding factor for New Orleans, however, is their brand new shiny quarterback, Derek Carr. Derek Carr showed you a proficiency when it came to running this offense over the course of that one, one preseason drive, which we put a lot of stock into because of the context of what we have throughout practice. The offense also looked like it worked really well during practice with him. It was a lot more focused, all these other things. Players have talked about the difference in you know, training camp and practices and working with Derek Carr versus former quarterbacks, all of that. You can see the benefit that a Derek Carr has brought to preparing for the season. Now, what you're waiting to see is the benefit that Derek Carr can bring in terms of operating in season. And that's where and what will be the biggest deciding factor for a lot of these games, but specifically to open things up against the Tennessee Titans. Will there be growing pains? Maybe. Will they start off quick, fast, and in a hurry, operating just like what we saw in that 12-play, 85-yard touchdown drive to open up the preseason? Perhaps. All things are possible until one of them finally happens. Then we'll actually know. The New Orleans Saints have not really gotten off too many hot starts during a game, right? We're going to get to the conversation around hot starts on a season, which they've actually uh, been doing pretty well in the opener over the course of the past few years, but hot starts in game have been a little bit challenging for them over the course of the past couple of years. Not many of those opening drive touchdowns that were effectively patented in New Orleans in terms of what we expected from the New Orleans Saints year in and year out with Drew Brees under center. 
Can they get back to that with Derek Carr and be able to establish themselves right away as an offense, and not only as an offense, but an offense that can get on the board early on in a game as well? So these are some of those things that you're going to be looking at to figure out with Derek Carr. How's the communication? How well do they get in and out of the huddle? Do we see any procedural or pre-snap penalties? Do we see the self-inflicted wounds that the Saints have suffered with over the course of the past few seasons? Uh, Do we see any of that? Or does all that go away with Derek Carr? Certainly, the latter is the preference for Saints fans, but we won't know just yet what will happen with the New Orleans Saints until they get out on the field and until the game is all said and done, which means also we could see some of those those, uh, very well-known Derek Carr end-of-game drives as well. This was a big thing that the Saints really wanted to invest in over the course of the offseason was get themselves a quarterback that could win them a game at the end of a game, a game-winning drive, fourth quarter comebacks, all those things. All of those things are things that Derek Carr has done consistently throughout his career. Will he be in the situations where he needs to lead on yet another one of those drives here against Tennessee? You certainly hope that that's not the case, but if it is, you'd rather have Derek Carr than some of the previous quarterbacks that haven't been able to get that done here in New Orleans. Over on the opposite side of the football, we have to look over at the defense, and we're happy to look over at the defense. New Orleans State's defensive line has been completely revamped, and I mean completely. We make a lot of you know talk around the defensive interior, the departures of David Onyemata, Contavia Street, Shy Tuttle, the arrivals of guys like uh, Colin Saunders and Nathan Shepard, as well as Brian Brzee, the retention of Malcolm Roach, all that happening along the interior, but we also have some big changes for this team over on the edge as well, most notably the loss of Marcus Davenport, which look, the guy had a half sack last year. He finished with more ejections than sacks last season, but he played a ton of snaps for this team there. And so now you get the opportunity for a guy like Carl Granderson to be able to step up into that role. But because of that change, that does mean that the only returning starter on the defensive line here in 2023 is Cam Jordan. And Cam Jordan and this defensive line are going to be make or break for the New Orleans Saints in this game, not just because of the run game. This was a a team that was uh, 13th in the NFL in rushing yards uh, last year in terms of uh, offense for Tennessee, dealing with, you know, Derrick Henry missing a a few games and all the other stuff, dealing with injury, everything. But the New Orleans Saints defensive line or defense finished 24th in the NFL when it came to run defense. Did they get better there? And it's not just did they get better in the run game individually, it's how do they match up against an offensive line that's expected to have some major turnover when it comes to the Tennessee Titans. We'll outline some of that here in a moment, but there's expected to be some big time turnover there. So not only do you have the ability here to take advantage of youth and inexperience within the system on the offensive line in the run game, but you got to be able to do that as pass rushers as well and be able to shake up the starting quarterback in Ryan Tannehill and be able to find ways to get into his head, force him to make some of those mistakes. Ryan Tannehill is one of those middling quarterbacks in the NFL who is on when he's on, but the moment that you get him to mess up once, then he continues to mess up. And those are the things that you want to see. The New Orleans Saints defense has to be able to create turnovers this season. And it starts here in week one, starts here in game one, and it all starts with a defensive line and their ability to be able to get into the head of the quarterback and also force the quarterback to have to throw the ball. And in order for you to force the quarterback to have to throw the ball, you've got to be able to stop this rushing attack of Derrick Henry and Tajay Spears. And that's going to be the biggest task for this New Orleans Saints defensive line without a doubt. Can they stop this run game and then make the quarterback uncomfortable when he's forced to throw? If they can do that, then that ends up being a perfect, perfect uh, just sort of combination or, or, or set of ingredients for what the New Orleans Saints need to be able to put together a win. Because if you can do that and you're able to keep 
Ryan Tannehill uncomfortable, but keep him passing because you can't get the run game going, then you're in a situation to where you're looking at another time to where a defense is forcing 20 or fewer points in a game. And now the offense, unlike last year, which was so unsuccessful in being able to take advantage of those opportunities when the defense was forcing 20 or fewer points, this offense needs to be able to do that. So again, this comes down to not only that defensive line, but Derek Carr and the New Orleans Saints offense as well. Can you open up the opportunity for a low scoring win? And then can you turn it and transition it into a win over on the other side of the football? Derek Carr, Cam Jordan, Colin Saunders, Nathan Shepard, Carl Granderson, just to start on that defensive line are the most important players going into this week one matchup against the Tennessee Titans. And they will be the game deciding factor. We're going to do this every week, every Wednesday, go through the game deciding factors on each side of the ball as we begin our preview. The other thing we're going to do every Wednesday is take a look ahead at the next opponent and getting to know them. Sometimes we go into this and we start diving into the X's and O's, but there's some big question marks about those other teams that you should have answered first. Like, who's the starting quarterback for the Tennessee Titans really going to be? We got that coming up for you and more as we continue on with today's episode of Locked on Saints, part of Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode of Locked on Saints is brought to you by our friends at Harry's. Harry's is the one and only razor that I trust. I think I've got like three of them because I just keep buying them when I'm on the road and everything like that, and I leave one at home. And the great thing about that is that they're super affordable while also still being my favorite razor. How do you beat that? You absolutely can't. So no matter why it is that you shave, Harry's has you covered with the best shave in your life that you're going to get at a price that you're going to love. There's a starter set out there that gives you a couple of different pieces for $13. Well, you can get it for three bucks simply by heading over to harrys.com slash NFL. It's that simple. $13 that comes with the five blade German engineered razor, weighted handle, foaming shave gel, and of course, a travel cover as well. So that maybe you won't forget yours as much as I often forget mine. And then you can schedule delivery for refills as low as two dollars half of what you're going to play for those other blades that you need more refills for on a daily basis anyway so go check them out today get the best shave ever this summer with harry's razors skincare and products as well get that 13 dollars starter set for just three dollars by visiting harrys.com slash nfl that's harrys.com slash nfl for the three dollars starter set All right, family, continuing on with today's episode of Locked on Saints. Who are the 2023 Tennessee Titans and uh, what should the New Orleans Saints be preparing for when it comes to their matchup? We're going to be breaking that down here as we continue on with today's episode. I want to say thank you to all the everydayers out there making Locked on Saints your first listen of the day every day. So as the New Orleans Saints take on the Tennessee Titans on Sunday, I thought it'd be a good idea and we'll probably spend a lot of weeks doing this uh, with the exception of maybe some of the divisional games that are being played a second time and all of just introducing you to the team that the New Orleans Saints are going to be going up against and kind of giving you a little bit of backstory about maybe where some of their weaknesses are, some of their struggles are, what their staffing looks like, all that. Um, One of the biggest things for the Tennessee Titans over the course of the 2023 offseason was the quarterback conversation, right? The Titans a few years ago, they draft Malik Willis. Then he kind of just muddles around a little bit, gets some opportunities with Ryan Tannehill, kind of in a Taysom Hill change-up type of way, but not necessarily playing the same role as a Taysom Hill, of course. Uh, but, you know, they they give him some snaps, get him out there, all those things. But he never really takes over the way that you would expect he was going to. I mean, 
that that draft class, Malik Willis and Kenny Pickett and all that. These were supposed to be guys that were going to come in and immediately be starters. That was true for Kenny Pickett. It's been true so far for Sam Hubbard. It's currently not true, or Sam Howell, excuse me. It's currently not true at all for Malik Willis because not only did the Tennessee Titans not have him take over for Ryan Tannehill, they kept Ryan Tannehill in the building and then drafted Will Levis just this past offseason. So now there's kind of this quarterback trio of two quarterbacks, young guys that are fighting to say, hey, me, me, me. And then Ryan Tannehill is just like, oh, Still, me, me still, me still. Oh, dope. Okay, cool. Eden is going out onto the field. And so, and, and that's not to say that Ryan Tannehill doesn't deserve that. He is the best quarterback of the three, which I don't know if that means that Ryan Tannehill is better than everybody thinks, or if the rookies just aren't as good as everybody thought that they were going to be. But in either case, Ryan Tannehill is your starting quarterback for the Tennessee Titans, but it does have a little bit of that tinge of if you've got two quarterbacks, you have too many. If you've got three quarterbacks, you have zero, whatever that might be. That's kind of where the Tennessee Titans have been over the course of the offseason. But there's no doubt that Ryan Tannehill is going to be the guy up against the New Orleans Saints, at least to start the season. And, you know, I don't know if you watched the, um, the Netflix series Quarterback. I'm not going to be surprised if at the end of the season, the Marcus Mariota version or, or, or player archetype is going to be Ryan Tannehill, right? Maybe usurped at some point during the middle of the season or something like that. But until that happens, Ryan Tannehill's the guy. That's the one that you should expect to see against the New Orleans Saints. The Saints have fared pretty well against Ryan Tannehill over the course of his tenure, but this is going to be the first time that the New Orleans Saints are going to be facing a Tennessee Titans team that actually gets Derrick Henry out on the field. So that's our next point here, is that Derrick Henry will play against the New Orleans Saints for the first time in this sort of like modern era of New Orleans Saints. Uh, football. And not only will it be him, but it will also, of course, be hometown, uh, I think I can call him, you know, hometown hero now, uh, in Tajay Spears, formerly of the Tulane Green Wave, who a lot of New Orleans Saints fans wanted the Saints to draft. I started my own Keep Tajay in New Orleans campaign, was perfectly fine with the Kendra Miller pick, added Kendra Miller to mock drafts, things like that. I I knew that the Saints liked Kendra Miller, so it was easy to do that. But it it didn't, you know, it's not working out so far, right? I mean, Kendra Miller's dealing with injuries. Tajay Spears is running like crazy over the course of the preseason, or at least has had big runs during the preseason, right? And so now he gets the opportunity to kind of come back, play in the Superdome, uh, but not for the team that he wanted to be a part of against the team that he wanted to be a part of. So there's a little bit of a revenge factor there. Uh, Kendra Miller, will see if he's able to get out on the field. It would be great to see both of those guys out there and kind of be able to not necessarily compare them one-to-one because they're playing two entirely different defenses, but still very fun to see both of them out there. Uh, But look, the Saints are going to have a big, big task ahead of them in terms of trying to limit uh, both of those guys. Now, the next piece to that is not only do the uh, Tennessee Titans have that kind of shakeup when it comes to their running back room or or, or that additional pairing with Derek uh, Henry when it comes to their running back room, but their offensive line is completely changed from 2022, from last year. Four new starters expected on this offensive line. And then the one returning starter is actually moving and changing positions. And so really there's five new players at their position uh, here. Aaron Brewer is the one and only returning player. He's moving from guard to center. uh, And he's one of the smallest offensive linemen in the NFL in terms of what I've been able to to find and and, and see here. Um, And so that's, that's big, especially when you have a very large defensive interior now, if you're the New Orleans Saints, right? You have Colin Saunders and Malcolm Roach who can muck up the middle with a guy like Aaron Brewer who's undersized playing at center, real opportunity for you there. 
Then they bring in Andre Dillard, the former 2019 first-round pick by the Philadelphia Eagles, who never really landed a starting spot for the you know in Philadelphia. And so now he shows up in Tennessee and is immediately going to become a starter. And so that could be a good advantage for New Orleans. The other addition was uh, Daniel uh, Brunskill, who's going to be playing at right guard. Uh, he was another guy that for the San Francisco 49ers never really established himself as a starter, although did get some starts. And then, of course, they added the rookie Peter Skaronsky out of Northwestern, who is the youngest guy on that line probably the highest ceiling of any of the other players on there, probably the best offensive lineman for the team, I think is safe to say, but is still a rookie. And this is his very, very first game. So he's going to get a lot of sort of flashes and, and things like that. Like has the oppor- you have the opportunity as a New Orleans Saints, very veteran defensive line in terms of your starters, at least uh, giving him some issues. And then lastly is Chris Hubbard. Chris Hubbard, um, who has not been a very successful offensive lineman in the NFL. I believe he's going to be playing at left tackle. And so that's huge for guys like Carl Granderson and Cam Jordan and Isaiah Foskey and Tano Pasnio and Peyton Turner, who are all going to be looking at Chris Hubbard as somebody to maybe, you know, like finger licking good type situation there to really be able to go after this guy. And so this is where I say, and this is one of the reasons why I say that the New Orleans Saints defensive line is integral to their success in this game is because the Tennessee Titans offensive line has so many big question marks. And so with all of those question marks, the Saints defensive line has to be able to take advantage of that. And we've seen in the past that a very talented defensive line for New Orleans has had trouble taking advantage of banged up, inexperienced, injured, whatever uh, uh, offensive lines in the past. That cannot be the case here this time around. I know that I focused a lot on the Tennessee Titans offense. Tennessee Titans defense was number one ranked in the NFL when it came to run defense last year in terms of rushing yards. Uh, They were uh, stout against the pass as well. They just added Sean Murphy Bunting to help build that up. The Saints are very familiar with Sean Murphy Bunting, who of course used to be uh, a cornerback and a defensive back for the the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So that's going to be another huge matchup for New Orleans. That's the Derek Carr factor though, is can you take advantage of whatever weak spots you can find on this Tennessee Titans defense? And of course, All of that is going to be the tone is going to be set by Jeffrey Simmons, the big man on the defensive line and the way that he's able to be disruptive going up against what is maybe an inexperienced offensive line for New Orleans in terms of, you know, we'll see what happens if James Hurst or Andrews Pete's going to be the starter. It's listed as or on the depth chart. Um, Trevor Penning, of course, getting his second start of his career in his second year. Um, and then you've got really, you've got, you've gotten stronger on your, your, your center to right side and everything like that. So I'm not super concerned about that for new Orleans, but, uh, you know, with a guy like Jeffrey Simmons, you need all of your offensive linemen to be on. So it's kind of nice that this is the matchup for them week one, because everyone's healthy. Everybody's there. Everyone's available. Everybody's ready to go, but how well can they execute the scheme is what's going to really be the Jeffrey Simmons factor. It's not going to be, can you block him? Can you keep him from getting after quarterback? Can you keep him from getting involved in plays? He's going to be involved in plays. So you've got to scheme him out of plays. Can you get the ball out quickly? Can you game plan to not allow him to be able to affect the game as often as he would like to and as often as the Tennessee Titans know that he can? So big time matchups here uh, for the New Orleans Saints and the Tennessee Titans. But that's just a little rundown of some of the big changes, some of the things you need to know about the Tennessee Titans ahead of week one. Coming up next, let's take a look at why a hot start is necessary for this New Orleans Saints 2023 team. Got that coming up for you as we continue on and wrap up today's episode of Locked on Saints, part of Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. 
And today's episode of Locked on Saints is brought to you by our friends at Game Time. We're going to tell you a story about a good friend of mine, Gino Camilleri, from over at Locked on Eagles. He and his wife, uh, newly married, part of their honeymoon, they wanted to go to the Oregon Ducks game that's coming up. They're big time Oregon folks, all that. They wanted to get out there for the game. But the Oregon Ducks announced that the game was sold out. So what did Gino do? Did he give up? No, you never give up. Instead, you go to Game Time. You download the Game Time app, you create an account, and then you jump on. And don't forget to use the promo code as well, Locked on NFL, for $20 off of your first order. That's what Gino did. And he was able to get his uh, able to get tickets to that very game because Game Time, they, they got you covered. And they've got deals all the way down to the day of the game, including flash sales and everything. And it's not just games. It's theater, it's musicals, it's comedy, it's so much more as well. Lots of events for you to get involved in. So don't waste your time with all that stress. Head over instead to the Game Time app today. Download the Game Time app, create an account, use the promo code Locked on NFL for $20 off of your first order. Terms apply. Again, create an account, redeem code Locked on NFL for $20 off. Download the Game Time app today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Let's get it. Who that Nation wrapping up today's episode of Locked on Saints with a look at why a hot start is necessary for this New Orleans Saints team going into the 2023 season. All right. So I appreciate you as always. All you every day is making Locked on Saints your first listen of the day every day. You know, in these third parts of the show, I like to kind of chill out, kind of have a nice conversation and all that other stuff. That's kind of what this one is too. We're just looking at the fact that a hot start would go a long way for the New Orleans Saints. The Saints have won their season openers now every season since 2019. Remember that when that wasn't the case? Remember when we were looking at the New Orleans Saints being like, you know, oh, and, uh, you know, or like two and 13 over like the last three, three games of the last five seasons, seven seasons, whatever it was, right? I just made up a number that's not an actual number. But, you know, like when they were struggling early on in seasons, um, and I mean, what you'll notice is that even in those seasons where they started off, you know, 0-2, in, in one case 0-3, and still made the playoffs and all that, that they were still finding success even when they were doing that. But for this New Orleans Saints team, I do think that a strong start is important. And it's really not even just about the record. If you really think about it, if the Saints are going to drop games, the first eight games, there's space to do it, right? The first eight games, you have a ton of AFC opponents. And so because of that, that doesn't really factor into your, it can factor into your playoff seating if you're tied and it's common opponents with another team, things like that. It factors into your overall record, but it doesn't hurt your conference record. It doesn't hurt your division record, all that. If the Saints dropped you know, some of their AFC opponents, those are the games to lose if you're going to lose any. I, I actually picked before the season even began for the Saints to lose this game up against the Tennessee Titans week one. Uh, and that it wouldn't really have a huge factor for them later on in the year because they should still be a 10-win team in a division of seven, eight-win teams. So they should be fine, even if that were the case. But getting off to a hot start could go a long way for this New Orleans Saints team from a different perspective. And it's the confidence perspective. It's the team-building perspective. It's the culture perspective. We talked to Chris Olave last week, and or earlier this week, it was on Monday. Um, and one of the things that that he was asked about was, is this new for him to kind of be a part of a team that is a little bit underrated, that's kind of being looked down upon and all that, right? He's been a part of Ohio State and even in high school, like all the, all the teams that Chris Olave has ever been a part of, they've all been dominant, no questions asked, no questions to be asked about those teams type teams. So this is new for Chris Olave. This is the first time he's ever really been on a roster and on a team to where people are kind of going, 
hey, we don't really know what this New Orleans Saints team is going to be. And Vegas is looking at them as a nine and a half win team. But there are a lot of people saying, yeah, take the under, blah, blah, blah. Like, this is kind of new for Chris Olave. And I think that the thing that stuck out to me is that when he answered that question, what he mentioned was that like, yeah, it's different to kind of be looked at this way, but the winning culture in the organization and the winning culture inside has never changed. And that's an important key for me, right? We've talked about sort of the um, contagious confidence around the New Orleans Saints this offseason, that there've been a lot of people who are very confident, you know, Demario Davis say, just wait, just watch. If you're a Saints fan, you have a lot of reasons to be excited for undisclosed reasons, but you got a lot of reasons to be excited, all that. Derek Carr's confidence, Michael Thomas's confidence, Chris Olave talked about the winning culture, so on and so forth. Cam Jordan's confidence. We want to take, you know, Derek Carr back to Las Vegas for the Super Bowl, all that. Like all of those things are contagious and you can feel them permeate throughout the entirety of the New Orleans Saints locker room and the New Orleans Saints team. This is what they're here for. They're excited about this. And so for New Orleans, a hot start goes a long way because look, last year, the New Orleans Saints were not who they wanted to be. Finishing seven and 10, missing the playoffs for the second year in a row, having to change quarterbacks, not being able to get their players out on the field, um, you know, injuries keeping, you know, their starting quarterback, the guy that they really wanted to be out there and Jameis Winston couldn't be out there. The guys that they really wanted to be out there and Jarvis Landry and, and, and Michael Thomas couldn't be out there, couldn't get their starting secondary on the field, never got their starting offensive line on the field, so on and so forth. You know the song, okay? That is not the song that they wanted to sing. That's not the performance they wanted to put out in front of their fans, in front of their family, <laughs> in front of themselves, right? And so a strong start at the opening portion of this season, particularly through the first three games, which does include a divisional game, right, against the, uh, the, the Carolina Panthers to open up the second week, right, which would be the Carolina Panthers home opener, Bryce Young's first game in front of his home crowd, all that. The very next game, a conference game going up against the Green Bay Packers. So there are still important games here early on in the year. And a hot start would go a long way for this team's confidence to be able to continue to maintain their momentum throughout the season. This is a 17-game regular season, yo. This is a long season. It doesn't feel like it because it feels like it goes so quickly, right? But it is a long season. And so you want to get off to the hot start. You don't want to waste a game. You don't want to waste opportunities. You don't want to waste chances. And so a hot start could mean still dropping this game against the Tennessee Titans, but winning the next two, coming out of the first three, two and one, that's huge. Winning this game and then winning, you know, one of the other two games, two and one, that's huge. Going three and oh, even better, even better. But not a lot of teams go three and oh in the NFL. So be prepared, <laughs> be prepared for them not to go three and oh, but that's not the end of the world. A hot start can still be two and one, right? It, look, in some cases, a hot start could still be one and two if the operation is going well, particularly over on the offensive side. The defense, if the defense is kind of sluggish to start the season, you, you kind of have the confidence that that will tick up. It usually does. We even saw that last year to where, you know, the team started off by giving out, giving out a, a bunch of points and, and all that. And then, you know, as the season went on, they just got better and better and better and better. And we've seen that almost every year since 2017, the defense starting in one place, but then being in a different place by the end of the season. And that sometimes means starting off great, good finishing great. Sometimes it meant starting off sluggish, finishing great, but in every season they finished great. And so can the New Orleans Saints maintain that and start to show you, okay, no, no, no. Even if they struggle early, even if they have the growing pains early, which would not be massively surprising considering the amount of turnover, not only for the team, but the coaching staff, much like the Tennessee Titans, 
they promote Tim Kelly into the offensive coordinator role. He brings in an entirely new offensive coaching staff, all that. Like these turnovers do take time. They do take time. But, but, but for the New Orleans Saints, there's a lot of reasons to point to optimism for this team and a strong start to open up the season record wise, execution wise, points wise, player wise, personnel wise, whatever it is, health wise, whatever it might be. Any version of a strong start or many versions of a strong start would be huge for the confidence of this New Orleans Saints team who do not want to repeat the same song that they repeated or that they've been singing over the course of the past two seasons. They're trying to take that next step and a fast start, a hot start, a strong start will help them do that. All right, y'all, coming up later on today, we'll have um, our first post-practice injury update show. I'll bring you everything you need to know about the injuries, uh, attendance, performance, all that, as well as some of the things that you should be watching out for moving in. And then we're going to get started with some of our short form stuff as well as promised for this week. So I appreciate you as always for being here, making Locked On Saints a part of your day, a part of your routine. Big thank you, of course, to all the everydayers out there for making us your first listen of the day every day. And I appreciate you saying yes to me and the show. As always, if you see me, say hi. And if you need anything else around your New Orleans Saints in between these episodes, make sure you follow me on your favorite social media at Ross Jackson, N-O-L-A. Hit me up. Let me know how the family's doing. Let me know how you're living. Let me know how you're mom and them. And trust you, that nation, I'll holla at you.